Welcome to Ryan Misery Podcast. Today on Robert's Corner, we was we still be diving into recovery during and after the storm, but this time focusing on hope. Mike Jones will be joining us again to share insight in what we have both seen during this COVID-19 crisis and how hope is more relevant to our wellness today. Disclaimer, we are not medical professionals, so if you are in crisis, please seek immediate medical attention. I like to start each episode with a quote. Most of us lead far more meaningful lives than we know. Often finding meaning is not about doing things differently, it's about seeing familiar things in a new way. Rachel Naomi Remen. Hope through a storm may seem reckless or even naive, especially today. However, security and assurance carry a similar weight. There is no guarantees in life. Things may seem good one day and unbearable the next. How we see the things around us will shape our perceptive perception. Hope in recovery is foundational piece to a true healing I find in my own personal journey. Mike, how do you think hope has helped you before this COVID-19 crisis and how has it helped you during? Well, before the COVID-19 situation, we had, yes, we had our issues. We had, you know, things that we would go through and things that would somewhat trigger us or upset us. But with hope, you know, we were able to use our other coping skills Mm -hmm. to handle it. And now with the COVID-19, we especially need hope because everything seems so, so hopeless. And it also makes us feel powerless. Like we can't really do anything because this is something we can't really fight for now. Mm -hmm. It's, It's something we can't really control. Yeah. And, you know, it's also like thinking of this, this, um, quote, it's just kind of the realization that there's a lot of, um, a lot of things in life that we don't have control more than we like to admit, you know, but at the same time, the one thing we do have control is how we look at things. And that for one can provide an avenue of hope. Um, I just remember just, um, thinking in, Outside, um, just thinking of my own journey and just how it wasn't so much that I don't have symptoms, even to this day. You know, um, um, it's not so much that I'm quote unquote better at what people outside may think. It's more of how I see these obstacles that we're facing. And a lot of times, like you said, before COVID 19, we had those storms in our lives. And some, most of the times, they're very local you know, to us as an individual or people around us. But now we're seeing it all around us. The whole world in some way or shape or form is affected. And the uncertainty is very real. And uncertainty sometimes sometimes breeds instead of, um, most times I would say, breeds a lot of fear. You know, and fear in this respect immobilizes up but when we have hope 
when we have something to look, then we look at the storm as that we're going through it. It promotes the idea that there will be an end to the storm. And I do like the idea of hope because at the very present moment, having hope will help us more than not, at least from my own personal experience. Any thoughts on that, Mike? Well, I think that I like the quote, when you give up hope, that Mm -hmm. is truly when you are dead. Yeah. Because without hope, you're just basically a walking corpse or a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. And when you don't have hope, you a lot of times you live moment to moment. You know, you kind of have, you know, you kind of lend all your your expectation or or um, to one given event. You know, it could be something trivial to some people but it's very important to you because you have ran out of hope you know what i mean whether it's you know but um whether it's going out to your favorite restaurant or maybe it's um a person or a place or place you want to go to but a lot of times people are kind of stuck at home right now with the social distancing and unfortunately um without um without uh, establishing some foundation of hope and in turn also a lot of other things we've talked about on the podcast like be gratitude and forgiveness um hope hope can be a big catalyst for you moving forward in your recovery i've, I've said this repeatedly to those people in my groups and to those people who i know who are struggling just like me and mike that whatever you did before COVID 19 at the very least continue that now you know, um, so um, anything else you want to share when you're when you're thinking about hope? Because hope, I find like it gets passed up, up as like something you know you do after the storm. But I, I dare I I challenge you that you can have hope even through and during the storm. Any thoughts on that? Well, going along the lines of you can have hope during the storm. In, you know, you can compare it to a real storm or a hurricane. Yeah. You you know it's coming mm-hmm. sometimes. Sometimes. And you can prepare. Mm-hmm. And when you prepare, you know it's probably... And you hope it's not as bad as mm-hmm. you think it is. Mm-hmm. But when you have that time to prepare, you could make it easier or less stressful on you mm-hmm. and that's where that hope really comes in yeah because you hope for the best and you plan for the worst yeah but with that hope you get peace of mind yes and peace of mind is is huge nowadays you know a lot of times um, um, stress can be compounded You know, you have enough stress and it stacks up. No matter what great ideas or no matter what you're trying to do, whether you're you're very active in helping the community or whatever, if you continue to build stress on top of each other, there becomes a breaking point. And um, for me, I've um, the idea of just being busy to be busy is sometimes um, sometimes can be uh, counterintuitive when you don't put hope in there if you're just being busy to 
ignore the fact of what you're facing or to use it as a as your primary coping skill uh, look at uh, what's happening today a lot of people have lost their jobs and they're struggling to get jobs so they're like you said in previous episode like that they're home right now you know and arguably um, not only did they have to deal with the idea of the financial implica- implications of that but also the fact that they're spending a lot of time and arguably in a close quarter with people that they don't normally do and if they're alone it's even it could be even more detrimental because the idea of connecting during the storm sometimes gets oh um gets seen as um gets looked over because of the connotation what social distancing means and what it kind of implements but really social distancing is just a means for us to not spread the disease but at the same time we still have all these effective ways like me and mike are doing just now recording this to still connect through the through the technology we have today so um i kind of want to switch gears um and nami you know the the couple sundays this month we talked about the principal support but today i just want to focus on one you know um uh, and that is the last one that says we never give up hope. Why do you think hope is so important in recovery regarding mental well-being and mental health? You know, this month is mental health month. And I just want to hear from you, Mike, and just hear your thoughts on we never we never give up hope. What does that mean to you? And why is that important? Well, when we say we never give up hope, just because, you know, you can't see the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't mean you'll be stuck in, in the darkness forever. Yes. Because at one point, you know, you will get out of the darkness. You will, your hope will be rewarded. Yes. And I like the quote, even the brightest light cast the darkest shadow yes so just like we may feel that we're in this dark shadow it could cast that bright light that we need to to go on and to like i said give us peace of mind but also something to look forward to yes no i do like the the, the principles of support, we never give up hope because at the at the very least, especially the with me and Mike being facilitators, sometimes just a willingness to get help is the best we can ask for. You know what I mean? And um, so the idea of we never give up hope means a lot to both of us. And it means a lot for me too because there are times, you know, before when I was struggling with my with my um, my mental illness that um, it was there were times when I it was very easy to say I wanted to give up uh, and arguably in some ways without hope I did but um, I liked the, the idea that ending the principle of support by saying we never give up hope promotes an idea of, of, of a safe place and I do like the idea of connecting and communicating with those and being intentional of reaching out to those around us that we 
we know our struggle. You know, um, you know, one thing I, you say about a tunnel and you may not see the end of it. Um, the one thing I, I like to um, also talk about is that there's a lot of things we could learn. And we, we talked about this in the previous episode, but there's a lot of things I hope to get out of this COVID-19 that I want to continue to implement in my life. You know, one thing is that I, um, the idea of um, slowing down and then um, not just being busy to be busy. Um, um, also, be intentional in my coping skills. I'm going to take a little bit of time a little bit later in the episode about certain coping skills that we've said before, but even some more that maybe even dive even deeper in them. And um, also just certain lessons of um, um, embracing the uncertainty. I remember when I first gone down to Florida, one of my, first, my therapists, but one of my biggest struggles besides the illness that I was struggling with was the level of uncertainty I was facing. You know, I didn't see a future and I didn't know what a future would look like. Um, and I had to face it and it's hard because the unknown can be the most scary thing for a lot of us. So what, um, I guess the question or the thought is, what would you like yourself and those around you that you, you know to learn from this experience? Because we're going to kind of talk about after COVID-19. Well, one thing I want people to take away from is, you know, you're never truly powerless. Mm -hmm. The only time you're powerless or that hope would be impossible for you is when you're dead. Yes. You don't, when you don't wake up and you're not able to, you know, take a breath, that's when truly hope is is gone because you are no longer on this physical plane. Mm -hmm. And some people even argue when you're not on this physical plane, you still have hope because, you yeah. know, your body may be gone, but your spirit or, or your soul continue on. Yeah. But that's a, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but anyway, like I said, as long as we're on this great blue, this great big blue ball, we always, always have hope. I do like what you said because there is obviously culturally, I'm faith-based, but like I never proselytize in this podcast, but it is um, what we're spot talking about hope. We're talking about what you could actually, what hope you could have now. If you're, if you're passed away, if you're, if you're, you're dead, there honestly, there's no, there's no longer that ability to even think about hope because you are, you have, you're no longer in this plane of existence, whatever you believe faith-based, you know, I feel like having meaning is important in life. Um, I have my own and everyone ha um, for me, I think it's very important to kind of broaden your avenue, especially those in recovery to see that there's something bigger, but in the, in the concept of our own coping skills and the hope that we can actually feel even today, as we go into through COVID-19, it's very important to be, you know, we talk about gratitude, be grateful that you are breathing. You're, if you're listening to this, you're able to listen and to um, draw breath and you woke up this morning. There's a lot of things to be grateful for, 
we sometimes put such a small bubble, but there's a lot of people out there who arguably are suffering a lot more. You know, there's, there's always this concept that I like to remind myself that there's always someone way worse than me. And there's always some people way better than me in the, the scope of the world per se. But at the same time, through the storm, like we're talking about, you can still find hope. You can still find healing. You can still grab onto some coping skills that have been effective and also gain some more coping skills through this storm. Anyway, after any event, especially like this one we are currently facing, it's easy to forget um, um, some things that helped us. Um, you know, we talked about our own experience and how, um, you know, what lessons we want to learn and. Uh, I kind of want to um, um, just go into, let's just kind of shift gears to coping skills. And um, I, I, Mike, if you if you don't want to um, kind of sharing certain coping skills that you've used during this COVID-19 primarily and what you would like to con- continue to adopt even after and why do you think they're important? Well, one that I like to bring out is number five, uh-huh. which is we find strength in sharing experiences. Yeah. A lot of time, especially older people, they have been through or seen something that is similar to what we're going through now. Yeah. And through those experiences, they're able to pass down not only wisdom, but other coping skills as well as, you know, hope that they have, you know, because like they've seen this before and they knew it it was only a matter of time before it was over. So they can encourage those who are younger than them and say, don't give up that hope because you will make it through. Thank you, Mike. I, for one, I always... Um, I'm a I'm a person of context. I always like to um, dive even deeper into things. I I, I get bored easily if it's uh, um, when it comes to a nominal or kind of routine thing. So when I when I do things, I kind of like to dive a little deeper. So a lot of times, what helps me during the time of like reflection and slowing down is to write a lot. Um, to to dive into my journaling um to obviously I, I do find a lot of um doing this podcast is very helpful for me i do find that stories matter and it's not just my own and it's everyone's story that matters and i find that very healing to hear other people's experiences and um it kind of opens up our little bubbles that we sometimes put ourselves into you know um it does you kind of kind of narrow your focus on what affects me why does it bother me how can this happen to me instead you see a bit more broader picture and for for me i find that very much healing and um it, it has been a good coping skill another thing that i do is breathing we we i think we touched upon breathing before but a lot of times uh, people who struggle with anxiety or you know stressful situation one of the first things you could could um, address is your heart rate and your breathing. Um, there's a lot of information online to find um, 
correct ways, but um, there is the deep breathing process, and that's just simply um, uh, um, inhaling through your nose and then exhaling through your mouth, very like very deep. And the reason for this is that um, um, it does promote the the physical body to relax a bit, no matter what stressful situation you're in. I will add a link into the um, the notes of some possible um, breathing techniques that I found useful. There's also progressive relaxation that I use, especially during my times of being very symptomatic, um, if the breathing itself is alone is not helpful. Um, other things that I've done is connecting. You know, I, um, uh, connecting with those around me. Um, uh, also practicing gratitude and forgiveness being grateful for what I have, and also being un understanding that the people, my family, my parents, those who've helped me throughout this road to of recovery, um, I could never pay back, and I'm okay, and that's okay. It sounds crazy. A lot of us want to pay back our parents, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, I find like it's not important. For us, everyone plays a part, and everyone's stories matter. And for me, um, I'm very thankful for my parents. Are, are, are all uh, is my parents perfect? No, but no one's parents are. But it's definitely healing to under to recognize that um, the struggles and you know the, and the sacrifices they made for us. Um, um, I want to also. Um, talk about resources we mentioned this but a lot of times i feel like we're so intimate in the middle of an episode that um it doesn't you know obviously i'll put it in notes but mike can you share some resources that you found very useful you know through you know before this storm and actually during that you think may be useful for those listening today um why do you think it's important you know it's always good to know information especially if you're struggling with mental health or even substance abuse or any kind of ailment it's good to do your research but mike can you uh, share with us some resources that you found useful personally that you've seen well one resource that i like to use and bring out a lot is nami.org yes and then nami.org is it connects you not only national but it goes state by state and it also goes county by county yes. so that helps break it down even more and you also for our local area the St. John Volusia Flagler we have SMA and SMA is not only for mental health but also for substance abuse Mm -hmm. And you know it, it help you also cope with some of the trauma you'll go through. Yes. And then we also have uh, let's see what else we have in Volusia County. You have Halifax Behavioral mm -hmm. and the Halifax Hospital in general because of the psych ward. And, and uh, also Epic, right? In St. Augustine, Epic. Uh, uh, Epic Behavioral in yes. St. Augustine. Yeah. 
um, you also have uh, Flagler Hospital in St. Augustine. They have their own psych ward and uh, IHP program and different things you can do with that. And those are just some of the local resources we have. Yeah. You know, I also want to bring out that, you know, especially those who are new to maybe treatment or who are on the fence of getting help, especially during this time, there's a lot of virtual support groups out there right now. And um, I want uh, uh, you, whatever area you live in the United States, and I even saw some internationally, I would just Google search some virtual support groups. A lot of times they're using some platforms like Zoom or um, Cisco or whatever, Cisco WebEx. Um, see what you can do, talk to the people um, who's running it and see if that's an avenue, especially for the here and now as you uh, as we're going through this COVID-19. But um, I also like, like Mike said, you know, if you're in the States and you're looking for um, a consistent uh, support group you could actually go to, especially when this, this crisis um, settles down a bit, um, look at NAMI.org and see what, what um, local chapters are near your area. And also, uh, there, there's other uh, support group um, 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 organizations like DBSA that you may want to lo- utilize. And also, like SMA is near where me and Mike reside. But there's other avenues. I know in um, New Jersey, there's St. Clair's, I believe, is still there. And they have... Um, mental health um, treatment um, places there and just utilize the tools you have through the internet to um, find this out but I feel like for the most immediate thing you could do is try to find a virtual support group that fits you and um, see if you could uh, find ways to join that Um, Mike uh, one of the last questions I want to ask you if, if someone is listening to this today and is struggling to have hope today um, what steps would you suggest that helped you in maintaining a healthy outlook of hope? Well, the one thing that helped me to maintain hope alive is to remember, once you feel like you've hit rock bottom, there's nowhere else to go but up. Because when you're down and you're out and you think you can't be kicked around or done any worse, you know, you can't go down anymore. It's physically and also metaphorically impossible. And when we realize that, that we can only go up and things will get better, that really helps, you know, us focus and us to really move on and basically have that pep in our step or that relief feeling. Yes. Um, You know, one of the, one of the, one of the quotes I put on my uh, Revive Ministry website is, may our choices reflect our hopes, not our fears. Uh, For me, I hold on to that statement, you know, um, at the end of the day, um, hope's gonna, gonna amount to more positive things happening to you even internally than having a whole tremendous amount of fear. 
no matter what storm you're in. Thank you, Mike, for again agreeing to sh- share and be a part of this podcast. Uh, any last thoughts you wanted to share with the listeners as we close? Well, the last thing I wanted to say is we will never give up hope. Thank you. Remember to check out Revive Ministry Podcast on the website for all new episodes at reviveministriesfl.com forward slash podcast. This month is Mental Health Month, and Revive Ministry Podcast has an initiative to collect short clip videos of people around the world answering the question, why should we care about mental health? Send your videos to reviveministriesfl at gmail.com. Use the subject line, hashtag, why should we care? Also, tomorrow, um, we, I might, uh, will be op- uh, doing an open session to record um, peers of mental health individuals and also family members who are struggling um, uh, to be caretakers to answer three questions. And if you want to join that uh, open, um, open uh, recording, um, please uh, just email fl at gmail.com and I'll send you the information or if you can't do it at that time I can schedule a, um, a, a personal one um, uh, at a later date the deadline for that one is um, no later than Monday next week um, but the videos I'm trying to make the deadline for this Friday the 22nd so please send those videos to that address again thank you for listening this is goodbye from revive mission podcast i will leave you with this quote healing may not be so much about getting better as about letting go of everything that isn't you all the expectations all the beliefs and becoming who you are